What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports episode 14. I'm your host, Will Feller. Unfortunately, Davis will not be able to attend the show with me tonight. I'll be riding solo talking about the NFL and fantasy football with you guys. Um, Who knows, maybe Davis will be doing solo shows with you guys in the future, but for right now, I'm riding solo. Football is back. Finally, finally, football is back. And I cannot wait to sit down at 1 o'clock and watch NFL football all the way until probably about 11.30 in the East Coast when the Sunday night game is done. Um, and then I get to do it again on Monday night, which is pretty insane. I'm excited for my fantasy guys to tear it up. And I'm having a competition against myself, man. Here's how it works. I'm going to be protecting the outcome of every single NFL game this season. I'm doing week one today, but here's the thing. If I predict a game right, then it basically counts as like what a record would be in an NFL game. So Seahawks-Falcons, for example, I think the Seahawks are going to win that game. If they do, I'm 1-0. Okay, Jets and Bills next game. I think the Bills are going to win that game. If the Jets win that game, I'm 1-1, one and one. and so on like that. And I want to see how good of a predictor I am. So without any further ado, man, let's get into it. First game, Seahawks and Falcons. Seattle's traveling to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. It's supposed to be 87 degrees down in Atlanta. Um, inside stadium, obviously, as well, so the weather shouldn't really matter, but... My breakdowns for this game, Seattle. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, if I predict a score right, I get a point. So I don't expect to get very many points, but if I get like the exact score right and I also get the prediction who won right, then it will be like count as a win plus a point. So yeah, I don't expect to get very many points because it's hard to do that, but I'll try. So Seahawks-Falcons. Seahawks have an MVP caliper player in Russell Wilson. That's right. Russell Wilson, I believe, is going to compete with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson this season. Deshaun Watson may even be up there this season, but I believe Russell Wilson will compete with those guys. With Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, who I've heard improved a lot. He looked like a stud in training camps. So, Russell Wilson with targets to those guys. Obviously, he's got check down guys like Rashad Penny and Chris Carson is his backs. But the Falcons' defense is not very bright. It's not the bright spot of the Falcons because look at it this way. The Falcons weren't good last year, and their offense wasn't terrible. They have Calvin Ridley, who's a speedy guy. The thing I like about Ridley is it is if you press up your corner on Ridley, he's going to run a deep route, like a vertical route or a post. And if you bring your quarterback like 10 yards, he's going to run a comeback route or a hitch or something like that. And he's good with his footwork. So you got a speedy guy that's excellent, excellent at footwork. And then you've got the stud, Julio Jones, as your number one target. And you, you know Julio is always going to show up. I mean, Julio Jones, no matter who's he playing, he's torn it up for a little bit. 
And when you have a guy like Ridley like that, you're never going to have your number one corner on Ridley. You know what I'm saying? So if you're playing teams with good corners like the Patriots with Stephon Gilmore, corners like Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, um, you know, people like that, then they're going to be over Julio Jones the whole time, which means you're leaving your number two receiver on Ridley. So I think Ridley could be a big impact in that game for the Falcons. But overall, you know, with the Seahawks offense, just as an absolute powerhouse with Russell Wilson, um, I think he'll throw for 50 touchdowns this year, if I'm being honest, which is a pretty insane number. But for right now, I think the Seahawks are going to win that game. Not by not by any means a blowout, but I think the Seahawks are going to take that game 31 to 17. Because I feel like the Seahawks are going to put a lot of points up on their defense and the Falcons they do have a good offense, but their defense won't be able to keep up. Matt Ryan's not getting any younger either. Um, and obviously, a big move for the Falcons. They signed Todd Gurley, man. Um, he went to UGA for college. He's coming back home to play football. The Falcons had Devontae Freeman for a couple good years as well. And now he's just injury prone. He's all banged up. The Falcons thought it was time for another back. And we saw what Gurley can do. If Todd Gurley can come out of the gate playing like he did back with the Rams a couple years ago, then the Falcons could seriously be contenders for the NFC South um, and make it into the playoff spot. But for, yeah, week one, I mean, you know, everybody's still getting used to football. Um, And the Chiefs obviously played the last game the Super Bowl last season and the first game this season. And what I was going to say about the Chiefs and Texans game, that game doesn't count because it happened Thursday. I was going to say the Chiefs are going to win 24-14. to And the Chiefs did win, but I'm not going to be like that and say my record's 1-0 now. So that game is just just off limits. Um, so I'm still 0-0, zero and zero, but hopefully, hopefully – to see Seahawks get the dub 31-17, that would be awesome for my first game of the day. But yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to um, take the win, you know, and just walk out pretty happy, leaving their fans happy. The next game, we've got Le'Veon Bell in the New York Jets traveling to New Era Field in the Buffalo Bills. The Jets lost Jamal Adams to the Seahawks. And for the Seahawks, stopping Julio Jones. If you bring Jamal Adams over the top of Julio, that's going to make it harder on Julio. Jamal Adams loves coming down the field and hitting people. So I feel like it'll be the Seahawks' free safeties more than Jamal Adams. But, you know, still if you put a guy like that over Julio or Ridley, it'll be more tough. And obviously the Seahawks have Bobby Wagner as well. So their defense is pretty pretty solid. Um, and their offense is good too. So they're a well-rounded team. I think they're Super Bowl contenders pretty easily this year. But moving back on to the Jets and the Bills. Um, the Jets' offense 
is not that far off, believe it or not. The Jets' offense has Sam Darnold, who's improving. They obviously lost Robbie Anderson to the Panthers, which was their main guy, but they still have Le'Veon Bell. They have Jamison Crowder. You know, they have guys like that, and is the Jets' offense still probably bottom 20 in the league? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because with a guy like Sam Darnold, like, he's still young. You still got to give him time. It's very rare for a young quarterback to just come out of the gate like that. And if they do, they usually sit out for a year. Because, think about it this way. Patrick Mahomes sat out for a year and look where he's at now. Brady was sitting out for Drew Bledsoe until he came in. And... Darnold just came in right away as a quarterback, and it's rare for them to just do that. You know, we had guys like, obviously, Peyton Manning do that, but it's very rare for somebody to do that at such a young age. Um, And he's still improving, and I think he'll get there eventually, but the Jets' offense just, it's just, it's better than their defense. But I think the Jets' offense is going to be very stagnant because the Bills have Jadavious White at corner. It's going to be on Jamison Crowder. Um, he's a ball hawk, man. I mean, he loves he loves making plays on the football, either in zone or in man. Um, he comes flying. He's got great speed. Donald's got to watch out for Jadavious White. Um, you know, down in New York, it's usually colder than like the rest of the United States. It shouldn't be cold. I wouldn't say I would probably predict somewhere in the 50s but um the Jets and the Bills I mean that's a pretty decent matchup the Bills I think are going to win the AFC East this year over the Patriots by a couple games but right now with Josh Allen the Bills adding Stephon Diggs they still got John Brown Devin Singletary is not that bad their offense is good Jets defense is not there yet and then the Bills' defense is good, and the Jets' offense is not there yet. I predict the Bills win this one 27-7. I think the Jets take one touchdown on them, but I just think the Bills just completely um, keep this game forward. And Also, I think the Jets, their touchdowns are either going to come at the very start of the game or the very end of the game when it's already over. I don't think it'll come in the middle of the game if it does happen. But you never know. You never know. Bears versus Lions at Ford Field. I know I have listeners from Detroit, man. Shout out to you guys who listens all the way from Detroit. And right now, the Detroit Lions are going to win week one, I think. It's hard being a Detroit sports fan. I'm not one, but I have friends that are one and they're in pain. Always, because they have one team from, um, ho- they have one team from hockey, one team from baseball, one from football, and one from basketball, and they're all not good, so it's pain. But here's the thing: the Lions have a good quarterback in Matthew Stafford. They have two solid receivers in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. They added DeAndre Swift. They obviously added Jeff Okudu. I said Okudu, Okudo, a cornerback to uh 
to feel that there is Slay loss, which hurts them a little bit. If the Lions had Slay and Akuda, both at corners, I think the Lions are, would win six games this year, seven games this year. But the Lions' defense is still, I don't feel like, is there yet. Mitchell Trubisky somehow got the start against Nick Foles. I don't really know how that happened, but he somehow got the start against Nick Foles. Um, you know, the Bears have Tariq Cohen, Allen Robinson, guys like that. Nobody is necessarily a stud on their offense. Not I mean, not really anybody that you want to lock down on the field or you need to neutralize them. Because if you ask me who has a better offense, the Lions or the Bears, I'd say the Lions, just because of the fact I like the Lions receivers way better than the Bears receivers. Um, The Bears defense is still good. The Lions defense is not good. But I think this one's kind of going to be a shootout right here. But I think Stafford's going to carry the Lions to a win 35-28. to So Detroit fans, hopefully you guys start off the year 1-0. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that'll be a good game. But... Another good game. Ho, ho, ho. Another good game. The Green Bay Packers traveling to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Stephon Diggs loss hurts, man. I mean, it hurts. Now, the Vikings did draft Justin Jefferson. They did draft Justin Jefferson to... uh. Let's say Phil for that loss. It's obviously not not going to be any Stephon Diggs, but Kirk Cousins, he's a quarterback that throws for four hundred yards a lot. Um, he has a lot of games where he throws for four hundred yards a lot, and the Vikings have Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison at running backs, which is solid. Thielen, Justin Jefferson, they got Kyle Rudolph at tight end. Their offense is good. Um. Xavier Rose went to Indianapolis, so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of defensive backs and corners switching around, man. This year, it's kind of surprising. There's been a lot of them they've switched around for this year, but the Vikings defense, it's it, I mean it's pretty much still the same. Besides Xavier Rhodes, they still got Daniel Hunter, um, a stud defensive end. Honestly. This game's tough for me to predict because week one is always a week for teams to either knock the rust off or get rid of those simple mental mistakes that teams make at all levels in week one. It's in Minnesota, but Aaron Rodgers, as Stephen A. Smith would say, he's a bad man. Devontae Adams is a bad man. He's got Aaron Jones, the touchdown machine. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to lose this game week one. I I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to let that happen because I think week one, Aaron Rodgers is going to basically tell the Packers organization, screw you for drafting Jordan Love. I'm not done here yet. You should have drafted a receiver and made us Super Bowl contenders. 
but instead you drafted a backup because you think I'm done here? No, I'm not done here. I'm not even close to being done here. But this game, I think, should be a very good game. I mean, the Vikings' defense is good. Don't get me wrong. Daniil Hunter, they got a good safety. Harrison Smith, a a hard-hitting safety. I mean, a very hard-hitting safety. Both quarterbacks can sling the ball. They both got good receivers. We have very similar play styles here. Now, I bet you're thinking, Will, the Vikings' defense is better than the Packers' defense. You're right. They are. But the thing is, Rodgers, I think, is going to find a way to score more than Kirk Cousins. Because Aaron Rodgers is just, he's just an excellent quarterback. So, this game is the watch game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The Packers and the Vikings, make sure to tune into that game. If you have NFL Sunday ticket or if it's just on your TV, on Fox, but... Make sure to tune into that game. You ready for this score prediction? I got the Packers winning that one 28-24. It's going to be an excellent game. But the Packers and the Cheeseheads are going to pull it off, I think. Remember, these are just my predictions. Um, Hopefully, I'm undefeated right now. And hopefully, I have a point right now. But probably not going to happen. Next game... um, This one should be pretty simple. I mean, it's the Dolphins going to Gillette Stadium in New England. Cam Newton was named the starter of the Patriots. Nikhil Harry, if you guys listened to our episode way back, it was one of our first two episodes. um, One of our, I don't think, I don't know if it was one of our first two, but it was one of our early ones. I said that Nikhil Harry was a sleeper in fantasy this year. And Cam Newton's a mobile quarterback and. Nikhil Harry's a big guy, and that's always who they're. That's who Cam Newton likes to throw to. Um, he doesn't like to throw to guys like Julian Edelman, like Brady does, because Edelman's a quick and small guy. Cam likes to throw to bigger um, physical receivers, and Nikhil Harry's that. And also, you've got Sony Michelle, James White. I mean, you've got guys like that that are going to catch screen passes out of the backfield and run. Cam Newton's going to run. There's going to be um, people like that that make a huge impact for the Patriots defense. You can't forget about the best corner in the league, Stephon Gilmore, as a cornerback, lining up against Devontae Parker for the Dolphins. But right now, the Patriots are going to win that. I mean, the Patriots, did they get worse in the offseason? Yes. But they still have Bill Belichick as their coach. And they're still not a bad football team. Like, they didn't go from the New England Patriots to the Cincinnati Bengals or the Jacksonville Jaguars. They didn't do that. So, the Dolphins, Fitzmagic got the start again. I think two will play probably about week 10 because Fitzmagic is going to get hurt or just play bad one game and get benched. But I think the Patriots are going to win this game. 27 to 10. Um, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, with Belichick as their coach, you're still going to find a way to score. The Patriots' defense is still good. The Dolphins' defense is the thing that needs work. Whew, that thing needs work. But yeah, Patriots, 
Patriots win in that game, I think. Now we got the Eagles versus the football team. Which means Washington. The Washington football team. Um, in, in D.C., so Carson Wentz is playing this week. He's usually hurt. I know a lot of people make jokes about him being hurt all the time, but um, he's playing this week against Washington. Washington is just, they were bad last season, and you can't turn around in one season. You know what I mean? They got Chase Young off the edge. They got guys like Terry McLaurin improving. They got um, Antonio Gibson as their back. Dwayne Haskins is improving. So they got guys. They dropped Adrian Peterson, who's on the Lions, by the way. I talked about DeAndre Swift earlier for the Lions, but they've also got Adrian Peterson as well. Um, I think you know those guys will make an impact in the Chicago game. But um, this one, I think, is pretty simple. Pretty simple. Eagles with now the Eagles have the Eagles have. Um, Miles Sanders, who is a highly, highly anticipated fantasy player this year. He's supposed to have a breakout season, just like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who played really, really well his first game. Like, very, very well. So if you picked up him up in fantasy, props to you. But yeah, I mean, the Eagles, they don't have that talented of receivers. They got Zach Ertz, but... Just the football team, they, they're just not going to be able to keep up with them. Washington's just not going to be able to keep up with them. And that one, I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. I say Philadelphia is going to win that game 17-10. to and But I feel like the score, the score is going to be farther away than the final score is. And what that means is basically the Eagles are just going to be having long drives and long drives. And then, um, you know, field goals are just turnovers or something like that I feel like it's gonna be a long game all right we got a couple more one o'clock games left we got the Raiders and the Panthers now the Panthers are supposed to be very very bad this year they got Teddy Bridgewater which was a good inquiry um they got Robbie Anderson they got DJ Moore at receivers they got Christian McCaffrey at running back obviously dude is an absolute stud but the Panthers just aren't going to be that good this year. They're obviously going to be in the bottom of the league. It hurt them a lot that Keekly retired because with the Panthers, or I'm sorry, the Raiders running up the middle with Josh Jacobs and you don't have a guy like Keekly up there to stop the run, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And they obviously drafted Jamie Chin in the draft to help out with their safety issue. They drafted all defensive line. I wouldn't no, not all defensive line. They drafted all defense, but they drafted a lot of defensive line to go with that. And honestly, I agree with them because their offense is for a bottom for a team in the bottom half of the league, their offense isn't bad at all. It's just their defense and the Panthers upgraded their team needs, which is good. While the Raiders have the Raiders moving to Vegas, baby. It will be their first game is the Las Vegas Raiders. They're playing in Carolina, though, so you'll have to wait until another week until they play in Vegas for the first time ever. But, 
Yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders defense isn't that great either. There's not really too many teams where their defense is great. I wouldn't even say the Raiders defense is great. They're not good. They're bad. But the Raiders just have um better coaching. You know, you can't you can't just say Matt Rule, a guy that just came from Baylor, a college coach, no guy just comes to the NFL and just obliterates the NFL in his first year. You know what I'm saying? They can't they're not just gonna tear it up their first year. And obviously going back to that week one thing, they're not going to have a good week one. Coaches aren't. They're gonna have to adjust from the college football game to the NFL football game. So I think the Raiders win this one 24 to let's say seven. I think the Panthers put up a touchdown on them. And you're saying, well, they have Christian McCaffrey. Yes, I know they have Christian McCaffrey, but it all depends if Rule can use them. I do believe McCaffrey's going to catch a lot of passes and score a, t- a receiving touchdown that game. But Rule's just got to adjust. He'll get it eventually, but right now he's just, um, he's just not going to be there week one. Colts Jaguars. Jags are the worst team in the league by far. It's not close. The Jags lost three key players on their team. Unique Ngakwe, Leonard Fournette, and Calais Campbell. All gone. Two major defensive players and a major offensive player. As a matter of fact, they just waved Fournette. They could have kept him. They just waved him. And he went to Tampa Bay with Brady. So... Now they have a couple other backs. They got guys like Chris Thompson in there. And they have um, decent receivers like DJ Shark, people like that. Minshew isn't that great of a quarterback. I mean, Minshew Magic was decent last year. But he's not He's not a quarterback you're going to put on your fantasy team or a quarterback that you fear in an NFL game. Now, coming from a Colts fan... We're going to have Kenny Moore, and we're going to have Xavier Rhodes at corner. Um, and then it, we're going to have TJ Carey on the outside, Kenny Moore in the slot, um, in the nickel, which I, I anticipate the Jags are going to be doing a lot. But I think the Colts win this one 31-10 because we got Phillip Rivers. Our O-line's insanely good. Costanza, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, um, Braden Smith. And then we got Jack Doyle at tight ends. Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor rotating in. And you can't forget about our draft pick, Michael Pittman, along with T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Zach Paschal, our receivers like that. And the Jags just aren't going to be good this season. I think everybody knows that the Jags just aren't going to be good this season. They they all know that. So, um, it's supposed to be stormy there tomorrow at TIA Bank Field. But, yeah, I think the Colts take that one 31-10 against Jacksonville. A, a pretty easy matchup. Browns-Ravens. We got the Browns versus the Ravens. Um, we're running out of time here, actually. So, I'll do, like, a brief description of each of them because we got a couple... Games left, but last 1 o'clock game of the day, Browns versus the Ravens. The Browns' defense is getting there. They are getting there. 
They got Miles Garrett. They got um they got a couple good guys on their defense. They got Jabril Peppers, which is one of their safeties that is growing rapidly. Um they got Mayfield, they got Chubb, they got Kareem Hunt, Odo Beckham, Jarvis Landry. They got Austin Hooper in free agency this year, which was an upgrade in tight end spot. So their offense is going to be killing it against the Ravens. But I think if Lamar Jackson runs RPOs away from Miles Garrett's side and the outside linebacker doesn't set the edge like they're supposed to, I think it's an easy throw to Marquise Brown or Willie Sneed on a comeback route. Or he can just run on the Browns' defense. So basically what I'm trying to say is both teams are going to score a lot in this game. I think the Ravens win this one 42-32. to 42-32. That's a weird score, but 42-32. I feel like the Ravens win. 405 game. Chargers going to Paul Brown Stadium to take on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Now... The Chargers got worse. They did. Um, they lost Melvin Gordon and Phillip Rivers, which was two key pieces of their offense. Eckler still is not bad at all. Austin Eckler is not bad. He showed it in fantasy last year that, you know, there's a difference between a fantasy football player and an actual football player, but he got a lot of receptions and he got a lot of yak after that reception. So. He is a very good football player. He's a good running back. Um, Their problem is they got Tyrod Taylor, who is just... he He's a mobile quarterback, but he's just not a very accurate passer at all. I, would not, I don't trust Tyrod Taylor at all to be the guy throwing the ball. Um, and it gives Herbert a little bit of time to practice, too, which I really like. So... I don't, I mean, the Chargers, I think they'll be in a close one with the Bengals because the Bengals have, you know, a, um, they're, they have guys like A.J. Green that's back, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, their draft pick, Joe Burrow is going to be starting his first game, um, and then their defense is the problem once again, like every other team. They got a stud D tackle, Geno Atkins, which I think could get pressure on Tyrod, but Again, he's a mobile quarterback, so who knows um, if he's just going to tug and run. But another low-scoring game, but I think the Chargers are going to win this 21-14. Now, this game could be another potential game of the week. I still think it's Packers-Vikings, though, but it's Bucks at Saints in New Orleans. We're going to see Brady and Gronk, Evans and Godwin, you name it. The Bucks offense is going to be taking on the Saints defense with Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, you name it. While Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders take on Shaquille Barrett. They take on Gerald McCoy. You thought I just said Gerald McCoy. You know he's not on the team anymore, right? But yeah, I mean, Saints Bucks. I honestly might think this is the game of the week, but no, I'm I'm just gonna keep it. I'm just gonna keep Packers Vikings as the game of the week. 
I'm just going to keep it. But this one, we got two historical quarterbacks, two guys that are old in the backfield, both with pretty good backs um, next to them and pretty good receivers. Self-explanatory, shootout, shootout. I think, ooh, I think the Saints win this one 45-42. I think the Saints win that game. And if that happens, then yes, that game will be the game of the week. But I'm, I just think that the, I, I feel like, you know, these are my predictions. I feel like my prediction is going to be wrong, and it's going to be Packers-Vikings as the game of the week. But, yeah, 45-42 Saints. Michael Thomas is probably going to go off in that game. Um, Mike Evans is actually questionable for this game, so he might not even play, which hurts the Bucks a lot. They still got Godwin, but, you know, there's only so much he can do. All right, we got four games left. We got Cardinals and Niners. The Cardinals added DeAndre Hopkins and probably the biggest rob in NFL history because Bill O'Brien is an idiot, and the dude was probably smoking marijuana when he was doing that trade because, I mean, Lord knows what was going through his mind. But the Cardinals added Isaiah Simmons in the draft, which will help on the edge a little bit. They got developing Kyler Murray, developing Christian Kirk. Uh, they obviously got Larry Legend, Kenyon Drake, who's a highly anticipated fantasy guy too. So the Cardinals have a high-powered offense. Their defense is getting there, and this is the upset alert, upset alert, upset alert of the week. The 49ers are going to get worse this year, and with Marquise Goodwin opting out of the season, um... I think the Cardinals win this one, 28-17. I think they take that one in Santa Clara by 11 points and shock everybody. So that's my upset of the week, Cardinals 49ers. Sunday night football. Finally, I made it to the Sunday night game. I've sat down for seven hours now watching football. It's the Cowboys in the versus the Rams in the brandly new built SoFi Stadium for the Rams in Inglewood, California. Dak Prescott could be an MVP candidate this year. Amari Cooper is so inconsistent; it kind of makes me mad that he gets like three catches a game and then gets like fifteen another game. They got Gallup. They obviously got Zeke. They're gonna feed him the rock. I can just picture Zeke doing his motion with his hand saying, feed me, every time he gets a first down. Um, but you got Donald stuffing up the middle. You got Ramsey at corner. Um, you got Taylor Rapp at safety. You know, the Rams D is good, dude. I mean, the Rams D is pretty good. And with tw- if it was 100% crowd, I think the Rams would take this. But with the cow- uh, with the Cowboys offense and their – line their offensive line even with Aaron Donald on the D-line I still think Zeke's gonna run wild and Dak's gonna have a pretty good game while the Rams have Cooper Cup Jared Goff you know Cam Akers a lot of people don't even know who that is guys like that they're just not gonna be able to keep up with them Dallas wins this game 
31 to 31 to 20. I'll say 31 to 20. Now we got the Monday night games. It's a weird one where there's two of them. Steelers, Giants, Steelers. Steelers. Steelers defense is so good. And Minka Fitzpatrick. I play safety in real life in football too, and I love watching Minka. So Minka's my probably my favorite safety in the league. I love watching him. And Daniel Jones is just gonna be rusty week one. Saquon's gonna get a ton of carries. Giants got Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate out at wideouts. Evan Ingram at tight end. But the Steelers got Big Ben back with Juju. Um, They got Deontay. I, I keep forgetting his last name. Deontay. I think I think it's Deontay. I don't even know that guy's name. Oh, it's Deontay Johnson. They got him at receiver. James Conner at running back. So I think the Steelers... Win that one in East Rutherford pretty easily. I think they win that one 24-10. Last game before I wrap this show up. We got the Titans versus the Broncos in Denver. Drew Locke is going to get some PT here. He's got his newly receiver, Jared Judy, on the team. Along with Cortland Sutton, newly Melvin Gordon in the backfield, no fan at tight end. Um, playing against Jarrell Casey in the Titans defense. And honestly, the I think the Titans are going to win this game with Derrick Henry as a workhorse. Tannehill always plays good week one. I don't know why, but he always does. So yeah, I think the Titans take this game week one at Denver. But I think it's going to be close, but not a very good game. I think it's going to be Titans 20, Broncos 17 as the final score. We'll see how my predictions do week one. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. You can follow my personal Instagram. Um, Shoot me a DM. We can have a little conversation and talk about sports or just talk about anything if you want. My personal Instagram is Will underscore feller 24 that's my personal instagram our dw sports instagram you can find us on instagram and twitter at dw sports with two s's on the end our email is dw sports show with two s's on the end and last but not least our snapchat is dw underscore sports and we're making a tiktok pretty soon so keep in touch with that but thank you guys so much for tuning in to my NFL predictions. I'm excited to see how it pans out with all my fantasy guys tomorrow and how my predictions pan out. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Will Feller. Again, Davis cannot attend tonight. So thank you guys for sticking with me in this solo show. But we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much.